As it's been said, history is written by the victors. So what do we actually know about the history of the Earth or of our solar system? The history of humanity's creation? The history of religions and religious texts? I would argue that from the mainstream scientific and religious standpoints, we know very little, even though the experts think they do. Dogma and propaganda run rampant. Recently I started digging into true human history, comparing how many ancient texts and mythologies such as Greek and Norse mythology, Sumerian texts, biblical scriptures and others are all basically saying the same thing. You have to work past the fantasy, allegory and possible misdirection, but it's fascinating how each essentially described the colonization of our planet by a spacefaring extraterrestrial species looking to create a human slave race and farm the planet. They are the Anunnaki, Aesir, or Elohim as they're called, depending on what culture you're reading from. These extraterrestrials are referred to in many of our ancient texts as the gods. Interesting if, after all these centuries, we were worshipping our own overlords. I mean, that's how a demonic group of malevolent ETs would set things up, right? Gonna be a lot for some brains out there to handle. To dive into these matters, I recently talked to Cliff High, who has been sounding this alarm trying to get humanity to wake up from their sleep and ignorance. We had a hell of a conversation about the Elohim. Get ready to jump off the deep end. As always, you can support the Conspiracy Analytica podcast through Local, Subscribestar, or on Substack. Each of those platforms will be linked down below. And you can find Conspiracy Analytica on Rumble and BitChute, or via podcasts on Podbean or Apple Podcasts. All that aside, it's go time. Exposing the Elohim with Cliff High, episode 18 of the Conspiracy Analytica podcast. Cliff, it's an honor to have you here, my friend. Well, thanks much. <laughs> Just an old fart bitching and moaning. Yeah, and I'm sure in uh, I'm sure in a couple decades I'll be exactly that. So the reason why I wanted you here is because recently I've been diving into the Elohim topic and uh, reading mythologies and ancient texts from all across the world, from what the Mayans were saying to the Norse mythology to Christian texts and, and all the like. The Hindus and even the Japanese. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And when you work past the misdirection and all the fantasy and the allegory within these texts, they're actually all pretty much saying the same thing. And I think that's the ancient colonization of this planet by an outside spacefaring race to basically create a human slave civilization for themselves to mine, to farm, to whatever. And man, what a, you bring this topic up what a trigger session that scientific people, religious people, anybody in a fundamentalist belief system, they have such a difficult time grasping that. But so, so I was digging into that last week and then I came across your Substack articles and realized that you had been talking about the Elohim, all this same exact stuff pretty much. So I appreciate you coming on here to talk about this sure. sort of stuff. And, and yeah, I, I would like to stop you there because I wouldn't characterize it as being colonized. Okay. okay. Because in my opinion, a colony is something, it's true that the British used that technique and a lot of other uh, civilizations, you know, they colonize Africa and so on. Their intent as humans was to develop civilizations and stay there. I don't think that the Elohim had that intent. I think that they knew, uh, or I think it was strategic. I think they were are very well aware of the Kali Yuga and the diminution of mental energies uh, within humans during that period of time. And I think they came down here to sort of harvest us over a period of time, and they had no intention of staying forever, right? I, I disagree with people. Um, 
you know, like Jay Widener, who thinks that they've been here, or Tucker Carlson says they've been here all along and that sort of thing. Yes, I'm certain they've been here for the last 12,000 years. But here's the thing. Um, uh, just getting diverted for a second. We have got evidence of human civilizations that had no war, no weapons other than those weapons you might need to deal with animals. The one I'm thinking about had weapons that were able to deal with very large animals and herds like elephants and stuff, right? Because this was northern India. Mm -hmm. This civilization was many thousand years ago. When it existed, all of the houses, except for very few, were basically all the same. It was a very equitable civilization. They had a child care center, one per block. They had a food distribution center, one per block. There was no sign anywhere in any of the artifacts we can find in these very extensive civilizations that housed millions of people, no sign that they had jails. No signs, they, there is signs that they had administrative centers that might have also served as like a court, but they had no correction system insofar as we can find, right? And they had, as I say, childcare centers and dispensaries and so on. No signs of war. Okay, these civilizations lasted for many thousands of years. This one in particular, we have a continuous record of them building the houses for 1,100 years the same damn way. Okay, so that civilization was in effect then. And then the Elohim come, and we have war and pillage and all of this kind of stuff. So uh, it is the nature of humans that that... Okay, so I'm of the opinion that the Elohim came here for their own purposes and perhaps want to farm us and do things like that, and they may still yet be here, but there was a vast number of centuries, millennia, that there were no aliens here. So they've not always been here. The Harappa Valley civilization in, in northern India has no icona, iconographic images, okay? That's something that you find everywhere where the Elohim are. The Harappan Egyptian Valley hieroglyphics, the correct. Mayan Malaysian, writings, all Hindu. the stone images. Yeah. yeah, Mayans, exactly. Right, right. The, the Elohim were seriously into that. Prior to that, human civilizations have signage, okay? Um, uh, letters indicating go this way for a dispensary, that kind of a thing, right? But, but no iconographic um, uh, taking on of imagery in that form. So I'm of the opinion that there may have been a vast number of civilizations on Earth of humans that did not have a God relationship with any beings. We did not elevate any beings above us, and the civilizations were quite equitable. Okay, we can see this from the remnants of these things. So, so I think the Elohim came here I'm of the opinion that they came here probably 12,000 years ago or thereabouts. I'm saying this because Gobekli Tepli and the other uh, uh, hidden um, statuary parks in, in Turkey area, which we will yet to discover because there's more, mm -hmm. uh, those were deliberately buried. I think they were deliberately buried to uh, protect them from what the people knew was coming, which was the assault of the Elohim on this planet. I'm of the opinion that the Elohim caused um, Antarctica to become frozen, and that they did so by destroying this island that separates um, South America from Antarctica, which allowed a continuous stream of wind to form, which meant that the, ent the entire global um, weather pattern was altered by the destruction of this one landmass. We see the remnants of the landmass yet today on these pictures of the bottom of the ocean at the tip of Antarctica. It's as though you took your thumb and smushed this island uh, out of the way. 
And thereafter, around the roaring 40s and 50s, we get this continuous circulating wind that causes the polar vortex to pull down very cold energies from space that froze Antarctica. Probably froze it fairly rapidly, like, you know, years, not hundreds of years, because of the huge shift in, in temperature difference. And it used to be tropical, and we know this for a fact. Uh, so I'm of the opinion the Elohim did that. And they've done a lot of really nasty shit to us. I got a quick question. Do you think the Elohim got here before or after Atlantis and Lemuria? Okay, so Antarctica is Atlantis. Right. Elohim destroyed, Elohim destroyed Atlantis. My research has found Atlantis to be in Antarctic region, then extending up into South America, mm. up to where the Mayans kind of were. Right. You mean the whole empire? Sure. Right. Okay, yeah. so Atlantis was the center. Of, it was the global hub of a human uh, civilization. Was uh, so Atlantis I, I, the I, hub? Was yeah, Atlantis yeah, the I, hub or Meso Mesopotamia? No, Atlantis was the hub. Okay. okay. Ant Antarctica was the hub. You have to understand that if you had that island in place, Antarctica is not only... Um, uh, okay, so if you have that... Uh, okay, so here's... Whiteboard time. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's just say that that's basically sort of Antarctica, right? And here is uh south america if you had that island right there you get a wind flow a pattern that brings warm air down south america around this island and it keeps antarctica warm right but beyond that it forms this flow that takes you right into the atlantic so you have this natural sailing ability to navigate all over the planet using antarctica as basically your hub your trading hub so uh, I'm of the opinion that that Atlantis was Antarctica, and it was a, the hub of a global civilization that was destroyed by wiping this island out and causing these fierce winds that circulate there even today. You know, we have yeah, the... You can't sail around Antarctica now. Yeah, we have the ancient Sumerian texts, and even in the Bible, they reference the Garden of Eden, which I think when the Elohim got here, they set up a garden to start genetically engineering man they set, they set up many of them okay yeah. the one that they're talking about eden is actually in armenia uh we know where it is it's description in the bible with the mountains and the whole thing we know where the garden of eden is now garden is a mistranslated word that's not in the bible okay if you go back to the old uh, testament it is gans g-a-n-s or g-a-n-z and that is a bubble mm -hmm. and it was a force field bubble that's they set that up might even any of them that might even be where a lot of this kind of flat earth ideology comes from in that there were kind of bubbles and domes. Yeah. Okay, but... the flat earth, though, that was released in 2003 by the DOD. I saw it hit my data stream. Yeah, that's right. They, they've been playing with it in 1998, and then they went full bore in 2003 to deliberately pollute uh, the mines. So there might be an unconscious idea in a lot of people's heads from ancient times having these bubbles and domes basically but they just they don't understand where it is and they think the earth's a freaking pancake so um my next question do you think the elohim brought the moon here no okay i, I think they took advantage of it being here um the moon at the uh, most recent period of time that it could have arrived here is two hundred and fifty thousand years okay so the elohim have not been here two hundred fifty thousand years uh, we see pre-lunar 
uh, we see civilizations that talk about the time when the moon was not here, mm -hmm. and they talk about it in such a way that we can lift um, uh, astronomical alignments from there, which could be seen by them without the moon, but once the moon was here, they couldn't see them. And we can project from that that the earliest or the most recent period of time the moon could have been here, brought here, was 250,000 years ago. So any time from 250,000 years back to who knows how long, maybe a million years back, we just don't know. Just not, not possible to figure it out. The Elohim may indeed be on the moon now or in the moon. Okay, They may think that they own the moon as they think they own Earth. Because they're still screwing with us, right? They're still doing stuff. They're harvesting 8 million humans a year out of their human farm. So I'm of the opinion that these, these humans are going somewhere that is not available to us on the surface of this planet. So they're either going off planet or going to Antarctica or going into holes in the ground. I think they're probably being consumed uh, to some degree. Um and, and so we're still being farmed, and the Elohim is still here. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to think that the Elohim is in a weakened state uh, for, for various different kinds of reasons. And I think we can maybe throw them off this time, but they're coming back in a serious way. One of the reasons I keep saying this is that you're going to be seeing the Elohim in your lifetime, okay, is because we're shutting down the human trafficking. And so what are you going to do when the farmer bitches that his chicken harvest is shut down and he's got to go out and check the, the farm, right? That's what's mm -hmm. going to happen. So they're going to come down to see why their herds are not producing the way that they should be. And that's, and they're, they're doing it now. Stephen Greer's big, big thing. Uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. Um, Don't forget the doctor. It's important. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, never trust a person that identifies themselves as by a title. Um, you know, so, but any of, anyway, Dr. Stephen Greer's big thing is that he's so upset because our evil military has already shot down 200 plus of these um, space alien objects that were just harmlessly cruising through our atmosphere, not doing shit, and our evil military blew them out of the sky. And so he's upset that we're already in contention with these other beings, whoever the hell they are, Elohim, other humans, who the fuck knows, right? But he's nonetheless very upset about it. So I think we are in contention with the Elohim and that the, our military is reacting to them uh, out of ignorance. Okay, they're responding out of ignorance. They don't have a, a fully formed view of our uh, solar system-wide um, political uh, arrangement of things. And so they're reacting entirely in, in actually a country-located kind of country-centric view, maybe a little bit Earth-centric view, but they don't really grasp what the hell's going on. Um, I'm of the opinion that they should not be shooting these things down at this point uh, for a lot of different strategic and tactical reasons, right? But I'm not agreeing with Greer that this is an evil act on the part of our military. I disagree with Greer 100%, and I think him something of an idiot in his mindset, because he claims that all space aliens are good, in spite of the many, many, as you point out, in all fucking different languages, uh, thousands of pages in our history were written about the abuse that humans took at the hands of the Elohim, having to sacrifice our children, cut the end off your dick, uh, go and attack somebody else and take their children to feed the Elohim. Or in the case of like in Mesoamerica, they had in one day, 
they they sacrificed 10,000 special, specially bred children to the Elohim. The, the descriptions are that the bodies of these children pitched down from this pyramid were, were equal to about half the height of the pyramid when they set the, the entrails on fire to attract the Elohim to them. One of my favorite things you brought up in your recent Substack writings is basically calling the majority of religions around the world a Stockholm Syndrome. People are worshiping basically their own slave masters and calling Correct. them gods, calling them a variety of different maze, but thinking these are gods or entities here to save them, and they worship these entities, and yet the gods written in many of these religions are the people that came here, the Elohim that came here to genetically manipulate us and farm us. And to farm us, that's, that's precisely what it is. So it's like cows worshiping the farmer, and they're going out into the field, and one day they say, well, well where's Mabel and Bob, you know? Right. Uh, they, they've been harvested, and, and that's our situation as humans. We're breaking out of that. Okay, the reason we're breaking out of it, in my opinion, has to do with the Kali Yuga and getting more emanations from Galactic Center, and people are able to cogitate better. Um, but it, aside from that, it is factual that we've got this big awakening going on, and lots of people attribute it to um, uh, elevated energies and how they're feeling and thinking and so on. So my, my premise is that the... the uh, Stockholm uh, syndrome religions arose. Uh, they were. We know that the Elohim created them deliberately. We know that the Elohim actually wanted to create religions. They actually wanted to be worshipped because it was a control mechanism. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, I think they did it to us in the Kali Yuga because they knew we would not accept it any other time. And I also think that the Jews and the Israelis currently their Elohim worship cult proxies are doing everything they can to keep us in a Kali Yuga mindset. And it's failing rapidly. And two years from now, will Israel exist? I don't know. You know, four years from now, will Judaism exist? I don't know. Or in Christianity. I actually think this is our last Christmas. Okay. I think that this is the last Christmas season that will happen in the United States as a national religious observance holiday. Um, probably. Hmm. You think it's that I, close, huh? It's it's that close. The appearance of the UFOs already that we're not being told about is causing militaries around the planet to have conniption fits, some of which are breaking out where they're saying, you know, UFOs are here and they're evil. Right. And so you've seen the military people freaking out about that anyway. Yeah. Part of uh, a couple couple tangents. I want to go off with that. Sure, one. With you. Go ahead. First one is from my research these Elohim or Anunnaki or whatever name you want to call them, they're, they're Saurian in appearance or they're kind of reptilian in appearance and they have, no, you don't think so? I do not think so. Okay. Uh, those, those descriptions are all bogus. Uh, get out outside of the... Um, uh, are they humanoid in nature at least? They're, they're hominids, okay. So, yeah. uh, so in all respects, uh, okay, so you may pass one of them in a street and you would be very well aware of them, and you would know that they were alien because of your psychic ability as a human, right? That's what I was but, also going to say. Are they telepathic in nature? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No question about that. Okay. So here's here. All right. So this gets way deep. All right. But, but humans, all right. So humans have um, blood plasma that circulates, it carries with it the red and white blood cells. Okay. Uh, we have hormones that circulate. You got 76 hormones in your body. We also have um, 
uh, only 10 of those, by the way, six or 10, depending on how you're going to calculate it, are, are uh, interact with, with sex in any way. Most of the hormones are about building your body and making proteins and stuff. Anyway, though, so we also have melanin, all right? Melanin is a very dark substance, and it circulates. We have three types of melanin. We have circulating melanin, and we have uh, what's known as resonant melanin in both our nerves and in our uh, brain. And a lot of brain, melanin in the pineal gland, too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right next to the pineal gland, we have this complex. That complex has the pituitaries the thalamus and the hypothalamus. Mm -hmm. The hypothalamus is a very unique gland because it's a little cup-shaped thing and it's um, uh, it collects hormones in it. It is my supposition from what I've uncovered that the Elohim have abilities that cause them to be able to put out an energy that causes your hypothalamus and your thalamus and back to the pituitary and then the pineal and then into your entire nervous system to react to them sloshing the hormones in the uh, in the hypothalamus. Okay. They can cause hormonal release that affects your brain. And then they can basically put in the image of whatever they want you to see them as. So if you look into history, we find repeatedly stories, um, uh, Etruscan, Greek, Roman, Babylonian, Akkadian, Sumerian, uh, Armenian, all the way over through Japan. We see these stories about the gods walking among the people. Right. Mm -hmm. And in, repeatedly in the stories, there are people that will mistake them for shapeshifters. They're not actually changing their shape in any way. At They're all. projecting an image into your mind to view them a specific way. Right. Yes. Right. And, and then and that's why they can pop and do other things continuously or make themselves invisible. So you do not see them. You'll smell them and you'll feel them. And people get really freaked out because they know they're there, but they have no visual acuity of these people. And so we see these really cool stories. There's one I'm thinking about. It's a, um, a Shinto story about a blind swordsman who, who basically wounds one of the Elohim because he was blind. He couldn't see him, so he wasn't freaked out. So he attacked the smell. And so he attacked the wraith. That's how they defined it because they couldn't see it. And blood came flowing out of the air, a blood that was tainted green. Hmm. The green blood of the Elohim is referenced in uh, uh, Jewish Talmud literature. We see references to it even in Mesoamerican glyphs, uh, where they're talking about the, where they're shading for colors. But it, it's probably copper-based, okay? The copper carries the hydrogen. Much more volatile, much more um, energetic for getting things out there. And we're speculating that that may be one of the points of it, their power for psychic stuff. And and I think that humanity, like you just mentioned a minute ago, we have a chance right now, kind of like never before, to break ourselves away from these Elohim because we're all just waking up so much and we're being able to tap into our consciousness and fight back against their collective power. And these Elohim, they seem like psychopaths where they're very oh, yeah, manipulative, no but if you push back just a little bit, then they're terrified and they run away. Uh, well, okay. So they've run away in the past because of the numbers issue, right? That there's always been so many humans that they could be overwhelmed, right? And the, all right. So let's probably why they want depopulation because there's just too many of Correct. us now. Correct. That's well, they want to thin the herd. They want to harvest a bunch of us, yeah. but, uh, the Elohim worship cult, uh, the Jewish cult, is uh, wants to control the herd and thin it out because there's too many of us and we're getting out of hand. But but here's the thing about the um, uh, the Elohim and their uh, running away. Uh, they've done to us what we did to Vietnam. 
and Korea. Okay, we were we used those countries as proxies for our wars against the Russians and the communists, which were basically the same as our own government. But, you know, we were too ignorant to know that right until these days now. Um, but they use proxy states. They don't ever want to be seen because then all of, of the humans will say, holy fuck, you know, all of us against them. Right. So is that why they created the Nephilim? No, that was sort of an accident. All right. So these guys are not as good at at, at uh, DNA as they think. They mm -hmm. did not create humans. They only alter existing beings. Didn't so they, they alter the Neanderthals to create us, essentially? No, 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 no. That's way too far back. They were only here 12,000 years ago. They altered okay. short little. Okay. So the people that they dealt with um, looked like Aryans. They were, but they were brown skinned. They were short. Uh, average height was four foot seven. They may shade up to five foot two. Uh, the mean was four foot four, something like that. Uh, these were, um, you might think of them as like a, 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 a mountain yard kind of, or a, you wouldn't know that, um, like a short oriental stocky kind of a guy. Okay. Just, just, they were just short, regular little humans. Like a hobbit. A lot... no, 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 no. No. Um, like a Mongolian. Okay. okay. They would, they would more refer, more look like Mongolians than any other group you've ever run across or a Korean, right? right? They might look like a Korean judo guy. These were extremely strong people. Um, okay. So there's references in some text about the 191 years that it took the Elohim to engineer Adam from this base stock. Okay. They created Adam um, out of a group that was known as the Essenes. Uh, they chose the Essenes for their own reason. The Essenes were these people that lived in southern Yemen. Um, the Essenes uh, are moved later, and they become the base for the Judeans, who the Jews call as their own people, and they're not. Okay, no Jew was, the word Jew doesn't show up in the Bible until in the 1600s, I think, or 1311, something like that. So there was no Jew in the word in the in the original Bible. They didn't exist. They were uh, Judeans. Anyway, though, so um, in that engineering, uh, they chose the Essenes because they had failed with all these other groups. The Nephilim was one of these kinds of failures. So they actually engineered, in my opinion, there's some debate about this in a serious way. The Elohim engineered and then abandoned the Khazarians. Okay, and they did another botched job on the Khazarians. So all humans have the number two uh, chromosome removed. All right, we have one less chromosome than any other primate. Yep. Okay, but that is not because of the Elohim. All right, so that existed prior to that. All humans have that, no matter, even if you go to uh, Homo capensis or any of these other forms of humans that existed. Uh, so if you go way back, we find that we all were altered to, to have that happen, to get this. Uh, and I think it leads to intelligence. Nonetheless, anyway, the Elohim apparently tried to replace part of that or all of that chromosome with the Khazarians, and they failed. But the Khazarians know that they were genetically altered. They don't think of it as a failure. They know that there's this little stub of a number two chromosome in there. I call it the dongle. It's only a. It's only one one sequence of four. And it's it's like a capped chromosome, right? Correct. And yeah. It's way, way short, right? And it's they're the only people that have this. That's how you can easily tell a Kazarian Jew from any other kind of Jew. 
But nonetheless, not all Khazarians have it, of course. Um, not all Ashkenazi have it. The majority of Ashkenazis do not. Uh, so it's relatively rare. Um, but in any event, so these guys were not, the Elohim were not that good at, at GMOing. And they create no life. They only alter existing life. Just the same as us. We can't create shit. We can only take an existing egg, alter the DNA, existing sperm, alter the DNA, and put them together. That's the best we can do towards manufacturing life. Hmm. Okay, so bringing it up to, um, bring it back to kind of the disclosure going on with UFOs and aliens and stuff right now in the mainstream. Um, on one hand, you probably do have some military brass that are genuinely terrified and want to get the truth out. But do you also think that maybe the... Uh, the Khazarians or the evil folk are prepping us for some kind of disclosure where they're going to, they're going to show Elohim to the world, but tell us they're here to save us. I don't know that they'll go that route. I doubt that they'll show the Elohim here. They're so desperate to not have those people brought up. Um, they're freaking out. As soon as I brought it up, I started getting hit on all my Twitter posts by porn bots. Okay. That were responding directly to what I put out. Well, the Jews own the porn industry, right? So that that sort of makes sense. Anyway, so my expectation is that, uh, the, okay, so I'm not of the opinion that the rumors circulating out there now have any, any foundation whatsoever about a, an alien false flag invasion or attack. I think that's, I think that rumor is the false flag, okay? That's, so that's exactly what I think. It's like a psyop about a psyop. Correct. Correct. There yeah. will be an alien invasion and they don't want us to react to it. So they're mm -hmm. telling us ahead of time it's going to be a fake. Don't go shooting at the aliens. It's all a psyop. You might hit Fred, the guy next door, right? That kind of thing. Because yeah. it will be happening and they don't want you to react as you should. They don't want you to respond. They want you to react. That's why they're trying to prep Reaction. So, so the, the human mind works in a bunch of different ways, but there are these two pathways based on incoming information and how it's going to hit you emotionally and then what you're going to do about it. And they can pre-program anybody. This is the whole point of MKUltra, fracturing the, the personalities, all of that kind of shit. They can pre-program you to react as opposed to responding. In responding, you take a deep breath and say, okay, what the hell am I seeing out there? Oh, okay. Yep. No, it's not a bear. It's a space alien. I'll shoot it. Okay. Whereas in the, in the reaction is, oh my God, it's the fake space alien invasion. I'd better get on my phone and call Fred and tell him it's happening. Right. So you two divergent approaches to, to the same event. That's your sympathetic versus your parasympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight versus your, you know, kind of rest and relaxed and they're gonna, state. They're, I think they're trying to pre-program us to have the fake alien invasion mindset uh, for their own purposes, right? I'm of the opinion that the Elohim worship cult, the Israelis, the Israeli government, all of the 84% of our federal politicians who are dual Israeli citizens, Israel comes before America, bear that in mind, all of these guys will do everything they can to have us stand down and not engage uh, with the Elohim. I think that they're using Dr. Stephen, Stephen Greer as a point person on that particular effort, among other people, right? Oh, there's uh, so many gatekeepers. There's so many gatekeepers yeah, exactly. in the UFO disclosure land, for sure. But but they actually want him to have a particular point. They want to yeah. pollute the entire stream with authority that all aliens are good, okay? Which is uh, so much horseshit. And there's no evidence anywhere of any good alien ever. So um, something, something always felt off about the whole blue beam fake alien invasion narrative. I mean, 
you kind of see it promoted almost by AI or paid shills online, much like the flat earth stuff is. No, no, and... not almost. D quite deliberately by uh, somebody paying AI to be used for that. Yes, indeed, sir. Yeah, yeah. Something always felt off about it. So that clarification. Let, let me stop for a second, too, and say that over the years, I've had contact with military people. All right. They like me because I was born into the military. I spent the first 17 years of my life living in that culture. Gave me a very interesting perspective on things, but I know how they think and so on. A lot of military people will retire and then go into the military industrial complex and some level of management. Some of those guys are very high up in management, CEOs, chairman of the board, that kind of thing. Many of them now are my juniors. They're younger than I am. They'll contact me, and I've had contact with a lot of these people in the past. I'm not going to betray their uh, any information I can withhold, I will, I will do so. But I need to let you know that there are CEOs out there now in the United States, even with all this shit going on, uh, who are moving, um, are putting energy and money and effort into relocating uh, marine-based industries ahead of what they know is coming. Okay, so... I know of major, and I'm talking major, marine-based industries um, that, that are very tied into the military-industrial complex 100% that also do aviation and all of this kind of stuff that are entirely relocating out of California to the um, uh, Gulf and uh, Florida, okay? Because what they know is going to come out of the Pacific. What they know is going to be happening in the Pacific, and it won't be good for their business. Military people... The one guy I'm thinking of, um, uh, he's reacting, he's responding to events that had occurred. And we're talking about these events occurred six years ago. And as a result of those events that occurred six years ago, which were American military um, uh, vehicles engaging with unknown elements over the Pacific, as a result of that, and the resulting uh, reactions that occurred, the things that occurred from that interaction, he's moving this huge operation the fuck out of there. And they've done some research to support that contention that they can't operate there and be an effective business and do what they need to do because we need them to do that. And it's a, it's a key element to most of our military industrial complex. And we're gonna need that desperately because of the fight we're engaged in. We're engaged in that contention now. It is not war. War is a structure that bankers put over fighting in order to make money, okay? War is always ends with everybody agreeing not to kill each other anymore. We don't have that arrangement with these people that are farming humans, right? They're not going to stop. We can't negotiate them not farming us because- Yeah, this is, this is a rebellion. This is an uprising we're dealing with here. Well, no, because that would imply that cows are going to coexist with the farmer afterwards that the uprising was in some way political. This is a fight for our species existence. Those humans that survive, if we lose, will have their minds wiped, they won't know anything of any of this history, and they will be farmed for the next two or three or 4,000 years. I don't think that can actually occur because of what's going on in the galactic center relative to Earth and these emanations and how that affects humans over time based on my research into ancient past documents, okay? Um, and I can get into that in great detail, but I don't think that can occur, but that won't stop them from trying. 
the goal was to, to wipe out six and a half uh, billion people. Yeah. That was their goal. They failed that. Okay. Uh, so they've got a real problem now. They will have to address that. The Elohim worship cult, the Jews that manage all of this shit, will have to address the fact that they failed to operate as the Elohim had expected. I don't know if there's going to be repercussions for them or not, but I know that the Elohim are going to have to get up off their ass and come down to deal with us, and they are not happy. We've seen a remote viewing um, evidence that they are not at all happy, that the Elohim are really fucking pissed about the state of affairs at the moment. They Okay, now let me back up for something. The Elohim are not numerous. The Elohim uh, inculcated into the Jews everything about themselves. The Elohim have six genders between breeding male and breeding female. We can find in no ancient human literature any discussion about the, the birth, a live birth for an Elohim or about a pregnant female Elohim. We can find a lot of, of discussion in ancient literature uh, Pali, Sanskrit, Avastan, all these different ones, we can find a lot of discussion about the Gons and the genetic manipulation laboratories. And it is our supposition, myself and a bunch of old farts that, that have looked into this, that they that the Elohim uh, reproduce through these labs, through GMOing their own species onward. And they don't really need their females other than as a, uh, you know, a, uh, a womb, so to speak, right? Not really that much of a participant in their society. Um, but they are not very numerous, but they're extremely long-lived. This is our problem, okay? The length of life of the Elohim is our problem because it makes them fucking crazy. There's is diseases it, you get from having too long a life. Yeah, I was reading your Substack where you're describing some of these mental diseases from people living too long. Um, is it just the Jewish religion they fuck with or Christianity, Islam, other ones, do they mess with too? Well, okay, so they control all the religions, but the Jews control all the religions. The Jews are their proxies here on earth. The okay. Elohim worship cult that is at the core of Judaism, which is a Stockholm religion or a Stockholm syndrome, not a religion. All right. It's not even a culture. It is inculcated Stockholm uh, syndrome. So, but they fuck with the Christians and stuff, but they don't try and control them um, uh, because they've got the Jews. Then they just, you know, look, we're slaves to the Israelis. Uh, anybody that's honest will admit that. All of our funding goes to support them. They tell us to send our money to Ukraine. We do it. So we're slaves to the fuckers, right? And so uh, that's how they control humanity is through the Jews. Now we're at the point where the Jews are going to get tons of shit because we're all seeing them genocide Gaza. And they weren't supposed to do this shit out in the open with aware humans. They don't recognize, the Jews don't recognize the Kali Yuga. They don't recognize an ontological creation uh, uh, for universe. They think it's all grit that agglutinates, and somehow consciousness comes from that. So the mindset of the Jews leads them to do this shit now in the 326th year of our having left the Kali Yuga. We're 326 years beyond the Kali Yuga. We're getting a lot smarter. Everybody is. Kids, if we didn't have the vaccine and shit, would be more born, more smart, more capable, more intelligent, you know, more robust than any kids in the previous generation. And it will continue that way as long as we're in this upward swing. So for perhaps for about another 11, about another 10,000 years, they don't take that into account. So the Jewish mindset is blind to all kinds of shit that's going on that is leading to right now, as I say it, to the destruction of their Israel and to the destruction of Christianity as we know it. 
I mean, you've got uh, people like Bo Polney out there freaking out because I um because he's out there. He's a guy that gets out there and says that, you know, this this timeline of Daniel in the in the Bible gives me the timeline that God gave me. And I'm going to be able to forecast crypto movements. And it's like, okay, dude, the timeline of Daniel is all about a previous genocide done by Yahweh and his Jews in, in Palestine. And so you're profiting off a previous genocide. And so my thing to Bo Polney is, you know, how many crypto points do we get per dead Palestinian kid now? You know? Yeah. Well, huh, conveniently, interestingly, crypto's going up right now, just just kind of when the Middle East well, conflict started. But hey, you know, um, what was my question going to be? If the Elohim are still here on Earth, where would they be? Pacific? Antarctica. 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 They, they, they like warm environments, but there's they are, have control of the environment, okay? They built the Gons. You could stick a Gons underneath the ice, and it would not melt the ice, and you'd never know it was there. And curiously, there's this big fucking area of Antarctica that has emanations, has energy levels from the under the ice that you can see from space. They call it a gravity anomaly. I think that's where the Gons is. I think our military knows that. What do you think about the Arctic in Greenland? That area. So I've done some interesting research to and there's ancient maps showing the Bargos Islands, I think they're called, and kind of some areas of the Arctic that were a peculiar. Okay, so uh, we don't have a definitive view of anything much beyond, well, we don't even know for sure the facts of the of World War II, right, or Korea, right? No. Yeah. I know a lot more of facts about Vietnam than you'll ever find in a history book because my dad was there three times, right? Uh, so we don't have a definitive view of anything going back in history, and that's one of the things we need to correct. There are historical documents that seem to suggest that there was two failed uh, guns that the Elohim set up or that the invading force set up. Okay, so let me let me back up a sec. Um, there's a lot of reasons to suspect that the invading force that hit humanity numbered in the about a quarter of a million uh, when they attacked us 12,000 years ago. Uh, but not all of those are necessarily Elohim. There's a really uh, muddied understanding of what's going on there. So the Elohim may have used slaves to attack us. Like they were the certainly Ajiji? involved. What's that? Like the Ajiji? Uh, no, more like... Um, Captured humans, okay. okay. Uh, Mind-controlled captured humans like they've got on the moon now. Um, so uh, it may have been that way, uh, that the Elohim might have been directing things. But nonetheless, the Elohim were a minor physical part of the invading force. And there's reason to, to see that there were wars between the Elohim and other parts of this other force, the main body of the force, and that that main body left uh, as we were getting into the Kali Yuga, all right, uh, and the Elohim stayed here through the Kali Yuga. So uh, the Elohim set up, uh, or somebody set up gone, set up gardens in the far north, one in Canada and one sort of over in the area you're talking about. I don't know if it was really into Greenland uh, so much, Iceland, yes. Uh, I, I just don't know the extent of it. Nonetheless, the two uh, northern ones failed. Uh, we We have local Indian, Salish Indian uh, um, oral traditions of Indians in the Pacific Northwest having to do 
uh, battle with the people in Canada that were running this gods because they were dumping out uh, the, the mistakes that they made in their uh, creation. The, the Indian myths in North America is that the, that the tribes filled the continent. And at some point, the space that the sky people come down and the Indians flee because the sky people are too powerful. The sky people set up a big gons in Mesoamerica from which emerged the giants. The Indians say that there, there, there were 10 tribes or 10 full tribes of giants that were released into North America. That would number about 3,000, okay? And that the Indians had to do battle with them because the giants ate them. And the, and the Indians were terribly afraid the natives had to flee, and then they had to devise strategy to kill these people, which they did. And so they killed all 3,000 giants here in the, in the area. Uh, I think that it was sort of that the Elohim don't give a shit. Anything in their gons is okay. Once they throw it out their gons, it's not coming back in. The Indians said about the gons, a really interesting uh, description here that comes out of um, uh, the Four Corners area in, um, in the Southwest here, that if you took a, a, a rock and you threw it at the garden, at the gons wall, it would as though you had thrown it into honey, that it would hit and then slowly sink in and then gradually fall down to the ground. So these were very powerful force fields that you could not get through. Deer, bear, nothing would go through it. Insects wouldn't go into it. Birds that would fly into it would die uh, and gradually be expelled. And humans, when they started going into it, would have their skin burn, their nerves were on fire, all of these kind of things. So, you know, these people were very powerful that way. I think that they have one of those underneath the ice in Antarctica. That would make sense. We also have remote viewing sessions that put them on the moon. And they're really fucking pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, giants uncovered all around the world. Catalina Island, wasn't it somewhere yep. in the south, the southeast too? Had, yeah. I had relatives that in um, uh, uh, 18, I was, it was 1890s. I don't remember what year it was. Relatives that were living in California that got paid a dollar a day to go on out on a sailing ship off Catalina Island and pitch the bones of giants. Off got the paid ship. by the Smithsonian probably. Well, I don't know who it was, but they made damn good money, you know, a dollar a day. Yeah, back then. So yeah. we're, we're kind of jumping around here going past to present, past to present, but it's sure. it's fantastic conversation. There's just so many moving parts that it's tough to, you know, put it all down in, in an hour here. But um, back to the present. So we talked about some of the UFO disclosure gatekeepers probably coming out with their uh, manufactured narratives that they're told to by the handlers. What do you think of... Um, what do you think of the UFO whistleblower David Grush guy that's coming out? Did the interview with Tucker Carlson, been all over the news? What's his angle? I think he's legit. I think, think he's, he's legit. A, I think he's a regular human that has just found himself in that particular uh, position and that he has a, um, there's nothing duplicitous in his speech. There's no um, reaction in his speech when, when uh, picking up on questions and so on, unlike Tucker Carlson. I saw Tucker, Tucker Carlson in an interview that uh, was on TimCast, and his voice breaks when he says they're not aliens, mm -hmm. that they were here forever. He knows something that he's not talking about, and it fucking freaks him out. Grush is not that way. Grush, I think, that's his role. I don't think he's seen any of this stuff. I think he knows people that have seen it, and I think that he was, it may be that he was deliberately not stomped on too hard. 
Okay, that would be the most I could see happening around him. Uh, he wasn't quashed like everybody else, but here's the thing. Okay, so do you guy, think do you think Grush is being fed misinformation that he doesn't realize? Because I get a I get a good feeling from Grush. I don't think he's misleading yeah, he's, deliberately. He's not duplicitous. He's not duplicitous. He's right. giving you the stuff that he thinks is accurate. Mm -hmm. It could be that it's inaccurate, and there would be no way for any of us to know. However, I will tell you this. Uh, that Greer is correct in saying that our military is engaging with these things, okay, that and has done so and has shot some of them down. So um, there is, within the military-industrial complex, there is contention about this subject. There are, and it's increasing that the number of people that are on a particular side of this uh, contention are growing. They're growing because of the alarm um, and the anxiety and the emotions that they're feeling from what's going on. These people want to tell humans. Uh, they don't want to tell humans everything. They don't want to violate security oaths. That's why they're, they're not out there as whistleblowers or any of that shit, right? But they're, they're doing their jobs, and every single day they're trying to push, push out disclosure because they are very afraid that we are extremely close to the Elohim coming down and kicking our asses. Um, so you think Grush is one of these guys that's legitimate, that they're pushing to get some narratives out there and help wake people up. Who do you think's in Tucker Carlson's ear then? Do you think he's got disinfo agents in his ear? Oh, probably, but yeah. I don't think he's that stupid. Okay. So, so uh, I was I, listening. I think, okay, so I actually think someone, um, let's use a terrible word, authority, Someone in authority, bear in mind all authority, the idea of authority comes from, okay, so this is what I think is so great is that we're going to break up all of this kind of bullshit uh, stuff narrative wise. But I think Tucker Carlson has an authority that has told him some extremely disturbing stuff and he's barely able to contain himself and that he, because I think Tucker Carlson is basically a normie, a nice guy, he wants to have kids, grandkids, vacations, you know, yep. uh, turkey at Christmas, all of that kind of stuff, right? I don't think his mind is prepared to deal with what he knows. And it, it's really, it's, that's what I think is the breaking in the voice and it's, and it's fucking freaking him out. If you go to that interview and it's like at 37 minutes and 34 seconds in the Tim Cast interview, his voice breaks. And for the next uh, maybe five minutes, he does not really have control over it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He probably uh, he probably was sent one of your Substack articles from last week. And <laughs> the fuck out. Well, that that'll scare the crap out of you too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. What? Uh, so okay. So I think Grush is okay. There's a lot of disinfo out there, but the disinfo guys are fading away now because there's hard nosed, freaked out military people that are rising are saying, you know, we can't afford to do this. We got to get these humans on our side because the shit's going down. Greer also brought out a few, quote unquote, I hesitate to use it, use this word, whistleblowers a couple of months back. Um, one was talking about Black Project UFOs being run, running human trafficking stuff. And what's interesting is that he had a little UN Sustainable Development Goals pin on when he was doing his interviews. Who's that? Um, he was on the Sean Ryan podcast and he kind of had thinning hair, a little chunkier. He was a Marine, I think. And okay, I, I hadn't seen him. Okay, I just kind of wondered. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll send that yeah, one so to there, you. It's uh, right. it's interesting. But then there was the other guy who was working for Raytheon in Antarctica. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, and then... yeah, he's he's one hundred percent legit, <laughs> dude. I I know about Raytheon. Yeah. Uh, at the end of um, uh, when my dad cashiered out of the military, they offered him a job. Raytheon did. Uh, you know, he didn't take it. He wasn't interested. But um, uh, they had a lucrative package and stuff. But no, I know about them because of the technologies. So I think that guy's quite legit. Um, the idea of whistleblowers, though, uh, they're going to be superseded. Um, so it's not going to be a whistleblower when the military comes on out, stands up there in uniform and probably a Space Force uniform um, and says, hey, guys, you know, we just shot this thing down. Here's some of the gunk that we re retrieved out of the inside of it. It's not human. We got some real shit here and we got to start talking about this. We're getting close to that. You think so that's going to happen? Some kind of oh, massive yeah, event like that? Dis that's, that's how disclosure is going to happen. It's not going to be Biden or Trump or anybody saying there's UFOs and shit. There's no interest whatsoever, no gain to be had by any political entity anywhere on this planet announcing UFOs. They don't gain anything from it. And politicians only do what they gain from. The, the, what's going to happen is the military is going to force this because of the dire circumstances that we face. And, and it'll be a forced disclosure that way. No one will want to do it. You'll see it in their faces when they're doing it. I doubt they'll have the Biden regime do it, uh, but it'll happen next year at some point. It'll probably be, you know, one of the military guys that comes on out and does it. And we'll have the we'll have a huge battle here with the remnants of the Elohim worship cult that have not been clued in, that actually believe they're Jews, believe in Judaism and all this kind of shit that have been following the, the plan for a long time. It's now the plan's coming up in their face. Uh, and and saying, you know, uh, you people need to start uh, admitting what's going on and get real with all of this. I think that we're really close to that based on the amount of uh, UFO activity. So if we were to just take the, from 2010 and go to 2020 and take the, all the UFO appearances there and get an average out of those, we're we're basically hitting that average every six months since 2020 and increasing on it within that six month period of time. So we've had more UFO activity in these last three years than existed in that previous 10 years. And a lot of the, uh, the rumors are that we've shot down maybe as much as, as 300 of their vehicles. So one last clarification, you were describing this a little earlier and I know, I know yeah. you got to go soon. Um, you were talking about how, it sounds like within the military industrial complex, there's a, a group that I guess are, are malevolent or evil and don't want disclosure. They want disclosure their specific way, but there's a growing group of people contending that and they want in the military, they want an, a more open disclosure to fight this evil off. I, would, or... I wouldn't characterize it that way. I would say that there is a group there that is beholden to and are slaves of and stooges of the Elohim. Okay. Okay. And this is the Elohim worship cult. They do not want disclosure. They're the ones putting out the fake alien invasion. They're the ones putting out Corey Good. They're the ones doing all of these basic bullshit kind of things, right? All the fake channelers, Galactic all, every, Federation yeah, bullshit, all that. All of these people are being supported by all of this, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So then there are, there used to be one, two, three, four, five. Now there's probably thousands, tens of thousands of military people scattered around this planet doing their job that are trying to push anything they can in any way possible to get the information out without putting themselves at risk. 
Okay, I mean, they're self-serving in that regard, and I have no problem with that whatsoever. But I know some of these people from my association with the CEOs of some of these companies because I've been on conference calls with them where we have factually discussed the issues that they face without putting the Elohim name on it, okay? And because I didn't want to put the Elohim name on it eight years ago because there would have been no point. They were just space aliens. Now there is a point to that. If we put the Elohim name on it, then we chop out all the Stockholm uh, Syndrome religion. You know, yeah, the Jews were chosen. They were chosen by that space alien over there to go and cre uh, have genocide against the Akkadians and the Canaanites. So Yahweh was the brother of Lucifer. So if you're worshiping Yahweh, you're worshiping the brother of the devil. And right? Exactly. Or Enki, exactly. one of them. And no, actually, Yahweh is not Enki or any or Enlo. Yahweh was a colonel in the the six hundred member uh, Supreme Council of the Elohim. Okay, he was not a general, any of that. He's a colonel, and he's a bloodthirsty drinking guy, and and he he was because of this battle in the council. El Elyon, the head of the council, gave Yahweh the the tribe of Jacob as his own herd. But he had to go find his own land. He hmm. went, took that tribe, marched them north along the Red Sea, and set about doing uh, genocide in what we now call Palestine to create a tribe called Israel. They never created a state called Israel. And Yahweh, uh, along the way, made a, a deal with these guys. If you'll go on out and genocide for me and give me all of the children that you kill, I won't kill your children. And Here's the, here's the deal. You can show me that you're going to honor this by chopping the foreskin off your kid's dick. And that was the covenant, all right, that they would take blood and give it to Yahweh. That wasn't their blood. And so this is the system that we're operating under now. Those people are in control. They're bloodthirsty. Uh, there's no point in hating them. They're, they are mentally abused. Their mentition has been affected by 2,000 years of abuse that was inculcated into a culture and named a religion. But it is 2,000 years of Stockholm Syndrome. And these people are acting that out. Every time you get into any of this, they're acting out their abuse by the Elohim. So this is our world now. That world has to change because the Elohim are coming back. Whether or not we like it or any of that. So, so Juan and his guys, you know, that are, uh, you know, like this doofus, um, I shouldn't characterize her that way, but this, in my opinion, low ac acumen, uh, low general intelligence psychologist, political psychologist, Dr. Jan Harper Hayes. Hayes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think much of her. She hobnobs with Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward's a criminal, right? He's an expat criminal from Britain. If she does not have the acumen to know that she's hobnobbing with, uh, low-end criminals, well, I got no use for her uh, advice in any way, shape, or form. I don't think she has the ability to take the temperature of the emotions that are happening in our culture now. She may even be a poseur, may be an actor. She's not contributing to anything. Well, you know, from what I understand as well, when she was doing her psychology research at Stanford, one of her professors was uh, doing work for the CIA on MKUltra experiments. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. She's so yeah. much of a normie establishment kind, right? And so the problem that all these guys face, like 107 and all these kind of guys, they're trying to fight this political battle and they want to keep it relatively contained to the United States, right? But you can't do that unless you eliminate our Jewish problem. 
right? And I don't think we have a Jew problem per se. I think the Jews and everybody else on the planet has an Elohim problem. Humanity has a very bad Elohim problem at uh, so many different levels. If you're Jewish, you've got it at one level. If you're not Jewish, you've got it at another level, right? But we all have the, have all suffered from the Elohim for thousands of years, and that is falling away at this point. Oh, it's going to be such a mind fuck with so much cognitive dissonance for all kinds of religions thus, out there. Thus the name hypernovelty, <laughs> right? <laughs> you see why I'm naming it that? And we're going yep. to get into that by April of next year. So, and there's a, uh, so essentially, Sounds like, to put it generally, there's a battle for disclosure going on right now within the military-industrial complex. Yes. Yeah. And they don't know what to disclose. They don't know how to do it. They, they're thrashing and, and, and probably running AI simulations all the hell and gone and not getting any clear uh, response because they, A, because they don't have the breadth of vision, okay? They can't see the Elohim in the room. They and they don't want to. They don't want to freak out humanity too much either, because if if all of our brains at once, the whole collective consciousness, freak the fuck out, then that would that would cause a lot. That's problems. my you don't think so? that's my approach. Okay, here's yeah. the thing, guy. Uh, humanity's been very wounded. Uh, we've been uh, uh, wounded to the point that we must heal. You've got to get the spear out of you before you can heal, right? So we can't heal around. You just got to rip it out, rip the bandaid off. Right, exactly so, right. So, you know, uh, I've been in a situation where, you know, there's a big giant gash in your leg and it's like, okay, I can't make it back to anybody else. So you pull out your sewing kit and you sew it up, right? Hmm. That's kind of what we got to do. We got to be adults and face our own damage and our own wounding and uh, see that the only path to healing is by facing it, not by obscuring it in any way. If you obscure the fact that the Jews are suffering uh, 2,000-year uh, inculcated Stockholm Syndrome, you will suffer at their hands as they work that syndrome out because they've got nothing else to do. They've got to get it out of their heads. If you look at the Talmud and you look at the Torah, the Torah is a description of being abused by the space aliens, being told to uh, mutilate your kids, sacrifice your kids, go out and get other people's kids and bring them in and sacrifice them. This is the Torah. The Torah is part of a Jewish religion where almost all of their hymns, almost all of the things they sing are all about genocide and, and killing people and how they want to kill more people. Um, there are videos out there now of Jews filling themselves, committing atrocities. There's videos out there now of young women dancing around because they just shot two Palestinian men that were running away from them. And they're happy. Oh, we killed some Palestinians. Let's kill some more. I mean, this is the, the mindset that we're dealing with. We're not going to heal unless that mindset is shattered and, and we get over it. All of the, all the Christians got to take that hit too because they support these fuckers. They support the mind-warped, a Jewish culture that is Stockholm syndrome from space alien abuse. And so, and also it's like with Bo Polney and all the other Christians, you say, okay, Bo, who you worship? He says, well, I worship the God of the Bible. And then I tell him, okay, Bo, which of the gods in the Bible do you worship? Get with it, dude, pick one. Yeah. Says, in Genesis, oh, oh, it says oh, he's us. Saying, yeah. He's saying, no, 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 no. This is a trope, bad translation. It's, it's, it's a trope. It's like bullshit, dude. You can read it yourself. Go get an inner linear Bible where each word is translated, and then they show you the King James Version, and you'll see how, how different your version of the Bible is. 
And um, we have to do that. So it's not a good time. I wish we could have done it easily over the last few years, but we got to get into this heart because next year we're getting into to open contention with UFOs. And Man. you wouldn't believe the stuff that's happening on the moon. Oh, so somebody up there on the moon, if I had to characterize it, I would say that someone is preparing for a D-Day style invasion. Would, would um, AR-15s, that kind of kinetic weaponry, work on these, these sure, suckers? Sure. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, we won't be facing just the Elohim. Okay, they will not. They all right. So as you age into um, a long-lived culture, so once you're over 150 years, you're going to start getting really paranoid uh, about your physical health, right? You're doing well. You're 150 years old, but hey, you know you've got a potential lifespan of 2,000 years, um, and so you want to you want to protect that that extra you know 1,900 years. So you're going to be risk avoidant as you go through the rest of those those 1900 years are going to be more and more and more risk avoidance. Okay. Because you don't want to die. The single most telling point of this is that the entire um, Elohim worship cult is desperate for life extension techniques. Okay. Because they know that the Elohim live in gods in the gods, in these bubbles of energy, they might live 20,000 years for all we know, as they age, their minds rot and their minds rot around the idea of risk avoidance. So when they attack us, it won't be them directly. So I doubt we'll ever actually have to shoot individual Elohim on this planet. I don't think they're brave enough to come down. I also think they're not that numerous. When they conquered us, there were only 600 Elohim in the council, okay? 200 of which were military, 200 of which were angels. The angels are the military core of the Elohim. The archangels are the guys that direct the military core. They would work by proxy. So they would capture a bunch of humans and make a deal out of them. If you go fight those humans, we won't kill you right now. What you gonna do? You're gonna take your sword and go hack at that other fucker because there's this eight foot being up there that can put his finger right through your head. And you can't do shit to him, okay? Because he's wearing a, a, a suit that you can't get through to damage him. Mm -hmm. um, we know a lot about their technology. We know a lot about the diseases that affect their minds. I think we will be victorious, but we're also going to have to face their armies, their minions. As I say, when they invaded us, there may have only been 600 Elohim, and there might have been two or three or 4,000 other space aliens. And then there were cadres of humans that were their slaves. And so we faced total about a quarter of a million invaders. This is what we can track down in ancient literature. Um, and so it was human-on-human -human violence defending ourselves against these armed, uh, well-equipped, uh, you know, humans that were backed by the space aliens. And then they repeated this by capturing more humans, giving them weapons, all of the weapons in the Bible that they gave to uh, Jacob's family, you know, the horns and that would knock down the walls, all of this kind of shit. Um, so they armed their proxy armies. And so that's what we'll be facing. At some point, I think we'll kick the shit out of all of it. Because of the, we're out of the Kali Yuga now, we won't approach this the same way. And there are huge levels of opportunity in dealing with these guys from a contention issue because of their mental illness. So I, we're, I'm working with some people now, and we're charting different uh, attack plans to get at them that lever off of the mental illnesses that these people have. Yeah, that's... Um...
last question. What's your, what's your time frame and what are the next steps? You said next year, some shit's going to go down. Is it going to be it start, it's starting now? Already. Okay. So it's starting now. Uh, I mean, we've already started. We're into it now. Uh, Elohim is going to bust out as a, um, a concept. So I expect by the time we're into hyper novelty, it will continue to trend very frequently, almost daily on uh, X or Twitter, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, as we, as a lot of people waking up, we're getting into a balloon of awakening. And uh, then on the other side of this balloon, maybe in, it's going to be summer. I don't know how soon the actual exposure, I'm not calling it disclosure, okay, but exposure to the contention. I don't, I don't know when that will erupt, but it'll happen next year. It'll become evident and people will talk about it from an official viewpoint that we are in contention with non-human beings. And you'll have, you know, the nut jobs say that, oh, it's interdimensionals. Okay, well, that's a good word to apply. It doesn't mean anything. It's it's a, not a descriptor. We have no evidence for them being from any other dimension. But if it makes you happy to say that, that's fine. But, you know, don't let it stop you from running if they show up or fighting back, right? So we're going to have all these people with all their fantasies, all the channelers, you know, all of that kind of shit getting in the way. But I think that the reality of it will clear them out fairly quick. Yeah, people are them. people argue it's it's demonic, it's spiritual, it's physical, yeah. both. Yeah, but the fucker shooting at me, I don't care if it's a demon or not. Yeah, we we are spiritual and physical in the same body, so why not extend right. that life to out in the cosmos? It's probably physical and non-physical in the same being. Easy, right? So, right. Anyway, but, but it's going to be physical when they shoot at you. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. man. Um, that's all I got. I think that's uh. That's enough for people to ruminate yeah. on. Yeah. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, Cliff. Sure. No worries. If people want to investigate this, they can go look at um, the Naked Bible by Mauro Biglino. It doesn't cost that much. You can get a Kindle version and you can read where you've been lied to about all of this. He's got some good interviews out there on YouTube and stuff too. So yeah. 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 And he's gonna, he's in bad, bad shape with a nerve disease. So we won't have him too much longer. Oh, and so we got to take advantage of that while we do. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I can try to contact him and talk to him. But you keep up your Substack articles, yep. please. Your sure. Substack <laughs> no, ramblings. No They're great. Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Man. Talk to you later. Take care.